Once again, this is the fake Sean Connery for the Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com Episode 182 Saturday, November the 19th, 2011. Damn it. I still haven't gotten paid my one million dollars. Welcome to the Ponch Stevenson Show. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com Oh, loud. <sighs> PaunchStevenson.com Episode 182 I am Rob. You are Greg. Yes. And we are coming to you once again live from New York. It's Saturday night! That's deceptive advertising. Well, Saturday afternoon. She's lifting the whole thing. We have a guest on the show. Another dog. A dog. Another dog. No. Uh, all right, so... What's going on? Oh, by the way... We never mentioned this. The sixth anniversary of the Paunch uh, Stevenson show. Hey, what are you biting me for? Six-year anniversary. Uh, yes. Since 2005. We have been going strong. Yeah. That's all you have to say? <laughs> Six years. Oh, fine. See? She likes it. Uh, oh, God. Are we going to be one of those shows that has the <laughs> dog barking? No. And pretend like it, the dog's actually speaking to us? Speak. Speak. <laughs> she doesn't know what that Speak. Means. Bark. She laid down. Bark. Woof. Bark. <laughs> Now she ran away. <laughs> she ran away. All right, so episode one eighty two. Lay down. Lay down. Come here. Lay down. We're not going to play with you. Hey. All right, get out. <laughs> going to be barking from there. All right, episode uh. one eighty two. Just done it in the car. PaunchStevenson.com. Well, we have an audience now. Let me pull up my notes here. <clears throat> so, uh, six years. You know, I realized what, something... What have you gotten me for the 60-year anniversary? <clears throat> I want a gift. Uh, a pen. <laughs> a pen? A, comm a commemorative pen. A Sylvester Stallone pen? With a certificate of authenticity... Limited edition. A Sylvester Stallone pen. Have you seen? You probably haven't seen this yet. I have a picture of it down here. So I don't know how, this is like ESP. How we can segue? I don't know how to use this thing here. Um, Seriously, Sylvester Stallone's pen. He came up with some limited edition pen. What? Oh. What does Sylvester Stallone have to do with a pen? I don't know. This is a video. No, this is it. What is it? Cobra? <laughs> what a, is this? It's a like a fountain pen with with a skull on it. With skulls and, and a, swords and, and a snakes. snakes. I don't know. It costs like several what? thousand dollars. What? <laughs> For a pen? <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? I don't know. It's just a limited edition pen. He needs money. 
to Stallone? Make, yes, no, to come on. He made movies. Expendables and, and Rocky. I don't know. How does he not have money? I guess he has money. Now he's selling pens? Selling pens like Seagal. He's a pen salesman? Every one of these action stars has to sell junk. That's true. Well, like Joan Rivers on Home Shopping Club or whatever that is. (laughs) Would she sell the jewelry? Yeah. You know what I realized? I have not eaten American cheese in probably a decade. (laughs) Why and why is that even if... I thought about that the other day. Like, I've had cheddar cheese. I've had... You know, whatever, jack cheese or whatever that's called. No American cheese. How would you even know? Because I don't buy it. I don't eat it. What if somebody sliced it up and put it on something? They don't. They didn't. How would you know? Because I'm very selective Uh, with what I eat. Do you have something against American cheese? Um. Now, what is it? Is that the orange or the the white? Or there's what? there's yellow and there's white. It's both. I've, I haven't had either. Okay. Neither one in a decade. Fine. I think that's pretty good. What do you? I I I, I don't know what you're. What is that a a, a is that an accomplishment? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. You don't like cheese. These are the yeah. things I think about during the day. <laughs> That is strange. All right, what are so you? I'm staring at this Stallone pen here. I gotta get this off the screen. Maybe we'll put that in the episode collage. Perhaps. Um, I have a story. Do you remember when we were in? Was it middle school or high school? We used to keep getting these chain letters in the mail. Do you remember that? Yes. There was a couple of years where every day it was like a new chain letter in the mail. Yes, it was very strange that how that they got our address. I didn't understand that. And for the younger listeners out there, this was not those email, like a chain letter email or the forwards. No. We're talking about in the actual regular snail mail. Yes. A piece of paper and it would say like, you know, so-and-so got murdered or this person got run over by a car. If you don't forward this letter... Yeah. To another people, to like ten more people, if you break the chain, <laughs> you're gonna die. So finally, after like a year of getting these idiotic chain letters, I looked at the return address. I got so fed up, I looked at the return address, and I wrote back to the person who sent it to me. I know, you... you... You threatened them with bodily harm. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think we mentioned this, like, years ago on the show, but I wrote back to the woman who sent it. It was some woman in Hawaii. I don't know how she got my address. It was address. probably, like, a, a, a child. <laughs> I wrote back, and I typed it up so it wouldn't have my handwriting. And I typed it up and I said, if you ever send me another chain letter, as long as you live, I will fly to Hawaii and murder you. You know, that's against the law. (laughs) And I I made it look like a psychopath wrote it. Then when I burnt the edges with a lighter. And then you put like ketchup and all on it. Yeah, I smeared ketchup all over it to look like blood. And then I mailed it to this person. And then the next day... Did you put a return address? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. But then the next day I was thinking about it and I realized what if she sends this to the police and yeah. I get arrested? Well, you're only so, like 13 then. So. so then the next day I typed up another letter and I, and I, and I, I sent it to the same person in Hawaii. Yeah. And it said, the letter said, Congratulations, you have just been pranked by the Joke Society of America. Oh, God. <laughs> the Joke Society of America. So, the previous letter you just received threatening you with murder was just a practical joke. Was this your Hope idea? You have a good day. Yes. This, this wasn't you-know-who's idea? No. CC. <laughs> CC. No. You have to send the letter back and put flour to... in there. They'll think it's anthrax. Well, this is before then. I had to cover my trap. No, what he used to do, he used to, he used to buy comic books from that store we used to go to. Oh boy. And he would get the address of the the writer or the artist of the comic book. And send them letters and put beans in the envelope. What? Like, like you know, you buy a bag of Goya beans. Wait, hang on a second. <laughs> so Let me like, just preface have, this. Hold you on, just hold on. received the letter from Mr. Bean. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Let me just preface this with... I think that was 10th grade. Let me just preface this with... This is a friend of ours from back then. <laughs> We've known him for for over 20 years. And yeah. yet somehow there's still stories that come out of the woodwork that I've never heard of. Well, likewise. Oh my god. Right, anyway. Oh. So the Joke Society of America. Joke Society of America. We invented long before if, the Paunch Stevenson show. I wonder if there is a real Joke Society of America. Let's see here. This was before the internet. This was before any of us had internet. No, no, there was no internet. We're Googling Joke Society of America. If I could type. Uh-oh. Wait, no! Oh, no, it's... it's no, I don't right, think there's good. any... <laughs> there's any specific Joke Society, but no. well, we can trademark it now. We'll make a website. The Paunch Stevenson show, a fan club, will be called the Joke Society of America. <laughs> what do you have? Joke Society of America. Come on, you have to admit that was brilliant of me to cover my tracks like that. I, I, I guess. <laughs> How else would I have redacted that psychotic letter you other than have. following it up with you just been pranked by the Joke Society? Oh, Hope boy. you enjoyed that practical joke. Now, what if they got into the prank letter before they got the, the letter that had all the... The, the blood on the, it? Yeah. The... Well, the, well, the fake blood, oh, well. just in case the FBI is listening. Yeah. Well, statute of limitations is long gone. <laughs> 20 years. All right, what do you got? What's next? <clears throat> oh, well, so... <laughs> the jokes. Good God. Come on, we need to make a movie. There needs to be a Paunch Stevenson show, the movie, with oh, all boy. little bits of, like, like all little vignettes like this. Well, you know, I mean, we talked about, with our friend CC, we talked about doing a cartoon of some kind of our, our 
travails in elementary school, but yeah, like nothing ever <laughs> came of it. I think part of the problem was, as I thought about it over the years, was part of the problem was a lot of it was like in jokes and stuff that I don't know if people would get. I think there would well, have to be the too other, much background yeah, information but, established. But the other them. problem was, instead of drawing it on the computer and doing it all that way, like in Flash or something, he wanted to do it all by hand and scan in the cells. I know, that, that sounded insane. Which is fine, you know, I like that old-fashioned hand-drawn animation, but for three guys in a bedroom trying to make a cartoon, that's just not practical. Well, the other thing was, we were telling him that you, in, in all kinds of cartooning, you have to have a script written first. Right. And he refused to accept this. <laughs> so he would just start drawing stuff and like, we're like what's I'm the like, script? You've drawn all the characters, but I'm like, What's going on? Nobody knows. Anyway. Like, who is this supposed to be? Oh, that's, you know, I'm like, I don't remember, remember this person. Caesar. Caesar. Cesar? Yeah. The Honduras Express? All right, anyway. That was funny. At the time, we, we had this uh, friend of ours who just showed up one day. He was from Honduras. He really didn't speak any English, and... Somehow he became, he chose to become friends with us. I, that was strange because, you know, he was, he was, we started the day with everyone, you know, this is a middle school. We started the day waiting for the school to open, standing outside, you know, wrestling, throwing each other down the hill so we could stain with grass, (laughs) throwing our backpacks. Trying to see where, you know, who could throw it the farthest. Throwing each other over the railing. Yes. (laughs) Bashing each other's heads in with the metal door. <laughs> what was wrong with us? And then on the walk home, it was like more of the same. Oh, it was like, God. who could who could take somebody's like hat and throw it in the garbage and wrestling on like you know pesticide. office buildings lawns. And... <laughs> wrestling on the lawn that was sprayed with pesticide. And... <laughs> By the time like, our parents would drop us off in front of the school. Nicely dressed, you know, neatly groomed. By the time we get home, it looked like we were in a bar fight. Our clothes were all ripped and stained. We were bleeding. Our hair was disheveled. Yeah, well, I mean... And our I parents don't... would be like, all I did was drop you off at school. What I... happens there? I don't think I had any pants that didn't have holes in the knees. <laughs> or grass stains. Or grass stains or something. It's like, what goes on in that school? We're just like, you don't want to know. Psychopaths. Everyone's a psycho. It's like a prison. I don't mean it was run like a prison. I mean the teachers, people there were like the teachers were insane, and the students were like inmates. You know, like this big scandal recently of this Patterson, New Jersey teacher who posted a message on her Facebook oh. profile, like, like I can't believe I'm I'm teaching at this school. I'm 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 babysitting future inmates <laughs> for eight hours a day. It's like yes, you know she's getting in trouble. The school board wants to fire her. It's like hey. I can relate. We went to school with future inmates. Yes. Anyway. Um, I see those... something about... All right. No, don't I cheating won't... at my... Looking at my notes. I won't peek. So anyway, so in addition to six years of this show, we've actually known each other now for 25 years. 25th anniversary. Of what? I don't know. Of the prequel the to the The Joke Society of America. <laughs> 
Many, many years ago. I don't know why. I mean, we've known each other, what, since 1986? Right. Third grade. Yeah. I don't know what really drew (coughs) drew us to one another. I'm not sure. Transformers. Was that it? I think so. Transformers, Atari. I don't know, but... uh, P-Man. I guess so. Definitely. Think, oh, Thundercats, I think, Voltron. Well, I think also part of it was in that class. We were like the two of the very few people in there who wasn't, you know, a wacko. I have a future inmate. I mean, we had the one guy who was totally insane. You know, who rode the wooden bicycle <laughs> and had the collection of soiled underwear in his closet. and <laughs> He locked the principal in the coat room. <laughs> That wasn't the principal. That was the the, the school psychiatrist, yeah. whatever. The English guy. He was a World War Two vet or something from England, and yet he was our psych psychiatric whatever for the school board. <laughs> school psychiatrist. Oh, well, for the whole you know system, and he he had lost his arm. He had lost his hand. And I he think, would in walk in. He was like, yeah, this old bald, like hunched over like, guy. What happened like, to your hand? Hello. Shot off by cannon. Yeah. C- cannon. Like, what? What war were you in? It was all cannons. But but wait a minute, though. Hold on a minute. Hello. Doesn't a cannon shoot out big, heavy, like, metal balls? Iron, yes. Yeah, iron ball. He wasn't hit by a cannon. He just said if, that. If, a, if, a, if an iron ball hits my hand, it's not a knife. How does it chop off my hand? Oh, I don't... I don't oh, whoop, that's what used to happen. What? Yeah. How could a ball chop off my hand? Back in the 1800s. Anyway, all right, anyway. It's inertia. Do we have to have a Julius Sumner Miller lesson? Inertia? Inertia. All right, so what do you got? All right. So, uh, I guess we just start off with a big celebrity death. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, you say Celebrity in quotes. (laughs) Since you're such a fan of him. Stefan Jobs. Who? Steve Jobs. Oh. Dead. Dead. He ate the poison apple. <laughs> the lead apple. That was another one of our pranks. The lead apple. That's where the joke society began. Was that have, uh, did that have something to do with the paper war? Remember the paper no, war? I think it was unrelated. Oh, how could we have a war so, with paper? I so didn't understand. But. Go to um, uh, Dead or Alive Info. Because I want to get the dates. Accuracy. Oh, come on, damn New York Times. Paywall. I had this article, and (laughs) after a couple of weeks, they... What is it about? About him. All right, Steve Jobs, the co-founder of Apple Computer. Uh, You know, whatever. He did some other stuff. He was born February 24th, 1955. He died October 5th, 2011. He was 56 years old. He died of cancer. And I listen to a lot of the tech podcasts, like This Week in Tech, Buzz Out Loud, Tech News Today. And this Steve Jobs biography was recently released. And it's... It's a very good biography because it doesn't just 
paint Steve Jobs as being this genius, this this infallible saint. It shows it shows the good things, but also shows the very nasty things about him too. Mm. So they were talking about this one story in the book about, I guess you know, back in the eighties or whatever when he was uh, <clears throat> when the Macintosh computer first came out. He went to the factory where they were making the Macintosh computers, and you know it's a factory that you know they know what they're doing. But he walks in and he's like, no, 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 no. All these walls, I want painted white. And they have to stay spotless. I'm going to come back and check. <laughs> and these walls better be spotless white every time I come back. And the person, you know, the manager of the factory is like, you know, Steve, this is, this is a factory. There's machines. We can't have white walls. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he screamed and had a fit and had a tantrum. I want white walls. I'm the president of this company. I want white walls. All right, fine. They painted all the walls white. He would come back and check. He would put on the white gloves, wipe his finger on the walls, make sure there was no dirt. Then he saw a machine on on the uh, assembly line. It was like a kind of like a blue or a green machine. He's like, no, 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 no. This machine has to be light blue. I cannot have a dark blue machine on my assembly line. Like, Steve, you know, what difference does it make? It's just the factory. Who cares? Nobody sees it. No, I need the machine to be light blue. I'll paint it myself. Like, Steve, <coughs> Steve if you paint the machine, it's gonna, it's not going to work right anymore. I don't care. I'm going to paint it. So he took a bucket of light blue paint, painted the machine light blue, and it didn't work anymore. <laughs> like, some, like something like in the gears got messed up or whatever. The guy was just a psychopath. Well, here's an ex example where he refused to drive a car that had a license plate <laughs> at what? all. Why? I don't know. No license plate. So what he used to do was every, you know, in, he lived in California. So I don't know how, you know how when you buy a new car, you get the temporary yeah. uh, tag that you put in the back of the window. So, he, you know, you would get that. He would, I guess, lease or something. He had some deal with some Mercedes dealer or something. And he would literally um, trade in the car like every, you know, 90 days for a new car. <laughs> Why? I'm not kidding you. That's such a hassle. So he, wouldn't, so he would not have a license plate. <laughs> he was out of his mind. He would, you know, he wasn't really a programmer. No. He would make the programmers at Apple print out their code and show it to him. And obviously, like, he doesn't really know what he's looking no. at, but he would just glance at it and be like, no, this is garbage. Go make it better. <laughs> and they would just look at each other like, what are we supposed to, what do you mean make it better? This guy, like, he was just the most horrible, I mean, again, according to this, the stories in this book, he was the most horrible boss to ever work with. And people say, like, well, he had vision, he was a perfectionist, he was... Let me tell you something. Perfectionism is not a good thing. It is a mental problem. Yeah. And to work for a, quote, perfectionist boss is well, a he, living nightmare. Yeah, I mean, clearly he had serious OCDs. You know, obsessive compulsive disorder about a number of things. I mean, that was well, without question. Well, it's funny. You know, I was watching one of the documentaries. Not doc They had some <laughs> show on him the other day. Yeah. And they were talking about, like, <clears throat> after they threw him out of Apple, 
he was like doing nothing, so he started that computer company next. You know, and, yeah, and they had happened to them. Wait, on this show they had Ross Perot. What? Who stole, really? Yes, he stole. Alive. Can I finish? Can, can I finish? So they had Ross Perot there, right? Mm-hmm. So he's on there, and remember, uh, we had a whatever happened to Ross Perot. Well, he's still alive. So he's on the. That's what happened to him. He's doing a Steve Jobs TV show. All right. So they had him on there. So Perot is, you know, I don't know, enthralled with him or something, and he, um, he's like, you know, Steve, you know, whatever he wants to do, you know, uh, whatever. So. He opens, he starts his computer's next company. Oh, right. And he's like, oh, you know, this going to be, the, they're going to make the greatest computers in the world. I knew it. I knew it. Don't remember a single computer made by this company ever. No. Well, nobody does. Didn't it fail? It failed. He sold it to, to them. To who? To Apple. Next? When he went what back. Did next, to, what did Apple do with Next. They use he because he had been working on the OS and they use it as the Mac OS. Yeah, Unix, whatever. What? Mac OS X is based off of a form of Unix. Everything is. Which actually gets back to the guy who invented Unix. Dead. Died, Dennis Ritchie. Yeah. A little while ago. He was actually a computer genius and. I don't care what anybody says. People are like, oh, what could we do? We'll be doing now without Steve Jobs and blah, blah. No. Oh, please. You Come would on. not be doing anything now without Dennis Ritchie. Right. Literally. Literally. He invented the C. language. Yeah. You know, came up with C. You know, what we would be doing is instead of. Well, we'd have a whole. We'd be. If we wanted to use a computer, we'd. I don't know. We'd have to be writing it in like Fortran. Or no, 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 no. I, I mean, without Steve Jobs, oh, we would be please. using a Xerox computer instead of an Apple computer. No, nah, I don't think that would have ever come out. But still, I think Gates. Well, no, Gates would have. He would have just stolen the Xerox <laughs> idea, like he stole it's, the. Well, instead of Steve else. Jobs, like Steve no, Jobs, well, he stole, stole it. it. Someone would have stolen it or licensed it. Yes. Well, no, so your description of that book basically matched that movie. Oh, Pirates of Silicon Valley. Yeah, the one with the, the ER guy. <laughs> Noah Wiley. Noah <laughs> Wiley and Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, that, no, was, a, that was a good movie. Basically, though. in the movie, the whole movie is basically <laughs> him just fighting with everybody. Exactly. Being you know, a pain in everyone's neck. Deadbeat father to, to this uh, daughter that he had and just fighting with everybody and, and thinking was everything was a conspiracy to get him. That's right. He did, he did uh, what do you call it? Well, like, it's, it's he, like, he abandoned his child. Well, it's like the one point in the movie, right? And I guess this must have happened. In the one point in the movie, he had the... <clears throat> here's the thing. He created the Macintosh. With a specific group of people, programmers yes. and, and developers and everything, that only worked on that. It was just the Mac. Yeah, right. And there was another team working on Apple II development. Yes, and whatever else they were doing. Yeah. So all the Mac people worked in, like, one building and were not allowed to, like, fraternize or anything with the rest of the company. Right. And to the point where they had some company, you know, picnic <laughs> or something on the beach and a party... 
and he starts going berserk and like screaming at everybody like you people are you people are useless these mac people these are the few this is the future of the company here these people are geniuses you're all morons you know or something and it gets into a fight <laughs> at the beach you know and and the, the ceo <laughs> who would, the guy got from pepsi mm. was like you know and some other guy were like what are we supposed to do with this guy he's out of his mind he really was then at one point like you were saying in the middle of the night, he had, you know, all these programmers are up all night working because he's a psycho. Yeah. And he shows up screaming at them, and the one guy's, like, trying to strangle him to death. <laughs> Too bad he didn't succeed. No. Anyway. Steve Jobs. No, but the, one of the reasons he's dead is because he had this <laughs> disease. and for, it was For eight years. Well, no, hold on. But it was, it was a very rare form that was very treatable. It was very treatable. All he had to do was get it taken out, and and you know, and and change his diet. He refused for like nine months to get the surgery, and it started to spread. And then they kept telling him, "They're like, you have to eat, you idiot. You weigh nothing." He refused to. He would go on hunger strikes. <laughs> but are you an idiot? <laughs> refused to eat anything but like well, grass and. <laughs> Dandelions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, what a moron! It's just for all these people who revere this guy, he was equally an imbecile. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, what I was saying and a jerk. What I was saying about the Pixar guy was, Pixar had originally been started by George Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. So he wanted to. I started it to make a Star Wars yeah. movie. Well, didn't go anywhere, so I sold it. So he sells it. He's another psychopath. All right, yeah, I, we know that. So he <laughs> sells it, right? And uh, Steve Jobs, like, buys into it. Right. But the com- the thing about Pixar was, like, the people that worked there owned the shares in it. And they were doing good good work and whatever. And I guess, you know, they weren't, you know, because they were, they were relying on technology. It really hadn't been developed yet, but they were doing the groundwork for it. You know, they weren't able to really do anything. So what would happen was, like, he kept buying and buying more of it, and the people there hated him. Yeah. And he did nothing. They're basically, the guy that co-founded it was on this show, and he's like, he never did anything. Well, he came in and smelled the place up. Yeah, he's like, he, you know, he's like, he had this whiteboard in these meetings, and no one was allowed to write on it but him. So the guy's like, he got me so mad one day, I just walked up there and was writing on it. He's like, you can't do that. He's like, yes, I can. Just get out of here. <laughs> so finally, they made... I guess Toy Story was their first... Was that their first movie? Yeah, feature length. So, like, he wanted nothing to do with it. So, they... Them and Disney, you know, they showed it to critics and whatever. People, like... Maybe it wasn't the finished copy. And they were like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, out of the blue, Jobs, like, hears this, gets wind of this, and immediately into marketing mode. Happy oh, yeah. meals and market, market, market. And, of course, took complete credit for it well of course which was his mo supposedly i don't know if this is true but supposedly when they were making toy story they would kept like he he kept asking like let me see what's the progress what what's the storyline how is this going and they would show him stuff and he'd be like no it has to be more violent woody woody has to kill mr potato head (laughs) the slinky has to strangle little bo peep like it needs to be very violent violent for some reason and then uh you know so it got to the point where like the writers and animators would make two different versions they would there was a version to show steve jobs to shut him up (laughs) 
and then the and then the real version that they eventually released in the theater and was like a normal family movie. Oh, that's always like Woody has to curse and like beat up the other toys and stuff. Oh boy! I and mean, if that's true, then I don't know. This guy's like just. Nuts. Well, he fi- and he finally got his wish. Adobe, the Flash, is like dead now for on all the well, mobile, the mobile, mobile stuff. Flash. Well, even on the PCs, it's probably on its way out too. But you know, Look, he was in- refused. You cannot put Flash yeah, on any of my products. I Whatever. would kill them. And but you know, but, but this happens with software all the time. There's a piece of software. It serves a, a purpose for several years. And then things advance, and then something new comes along. That's normal. Mm. So Flash served a purpose for these several years, and then now there's HTML5. Yeah, well, I think the problem with Flash was it was developed by a different group company that owns it now. Oh, Macromedia. Yeah, and a lot of the originally, original, yeah, a lot of those programmers aren't there anymore. So it's you know, that's what you get when you mer- keep merging these companies and you wind up with junk bloatware. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Well, it was, you know, Flash Flash is a resource. Anybody huh? else? Uh, croak. I think there was... Well, Al Davis. Who's that? The Raiders guy. Al Davis? What, coach? Raiders. He was the owner. Remember the, the really old guy with the slicked hair and it was the dark glasses? Al Davis? No? I don't remember. Uh, so Al Davis died... And Andy Rooney. October 8th, 2011. He was 82. And Andy Rooney, the crazy 60 Minutes guy that complained about everything. Um, he was born January 14th, 1919. Wow. He died November 4th, 2011. He was 92 years old. He died from surgical complications. So if the doctor hadn't botched the surgery, he would have still been alive. Well, more or less. I'm sure he was saying, like, you know... What I, you know what, what I, I, really I got hate. surgery last week. You know what I really hate is when the doctor botches up the surgery and you die from it. <laughs> That's what I really hate. So here's my question. God. Right? According to this description. The says, guy's eyebrows were like <clears throat> bushier than his head. <laughs> like his hair. His like eyebrows like reached his hairline. So according to this, deadoraliveinfo.com says mm-hmm. Andy Rooney. Longtime correspondent for CBS News, known for his cranky commentaries on the TV news magazine 60 Minutes. He never interviewed anybody. So it's like, how do you, like, how do I get that job (laughs) of being on TV and complaining about everything? I don't know. I could be the next Andy Rooney. Or the next Bill Maher or something. Nah. Nah. All right. um, Next. All right, so <clears throat> celebrity deaths. Um, oh, we could do a celebrity uh, uh, injury. Let's do it. Celebrity injury. Oh boy. Who got injured now? Who else? Steven Tyler. What, how? Remember he fell off the stage like last oh. year, or something broke his shoulder. No. All right. Well, he did. So this time he fell in the shower, supposedly. Jeez. Oh, what is he like? Ninety years old? He falls in the shower. Wait, and his tooth fell out. This is what. Wait, this is what he looked like. Wait, so Steven Tyler is now toothless. What? No, it's <laughs> a real picture. I think he looks like a homeless hobo. <laughs> oh, that has to go in the collage. 
He's missing a oh, tooth. He's he got looks, a black eye. He looks like uh, Gary Delabate <laughs> got beat up and is homeless. What is going on with it? How did they get this? He, him, he took it and put oh, it on like Twitter God. or something. What a loser. <laughs> Next. Uh, well, speaking of teeth. Remember they had that Atari 2600 game, that Air Raid, that sold because somebody found the box of this garbage game that sold for like $31,000? Yes. Well, guess what else sold for $31,000 at an auction? What? John Lennon's tooth. What? His tooth. How did they get his tooth? Some, some... They, 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 they dug up his grave? No. no. Some... Uh, is he actually buried? I don't know. How would they have gotten his tooth? That's a good question. No, he's not buried. Where is he? On display somewhere? <laughs> he's, he's probably in a jar in Yoko Ono's uh, dresser. Right? I don't know. I doubt that they he's would He's not have... in a mausoleum? Well, George Harrison wasn't buried. What do they call those things? Mausoleum. It's like a filing cabinet of dead people. Yes, yeah. mausoleum. All right. George Harrison was, I mean, he was uh, cremated. I ashes to ashes. Dust I don't know. I, I would assume the same thing. Anyway. <laughs> Here lies the bones of someone I don't trust. You ever hear that? What was that from? Like Dickens or something? Nah, I don't know. I saw it on a Halloween decoration. Oh, boy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Here lies the bones of someone I didn't uh, trust. Oh, boy. Like <laughs> anyway. A, it's like a Don King saying or something. <laughs> so... Uh, John Lennon, I guess, somewhere around 1968 or 69 or something in England. Um, I don't know if it was his housekeeper or some something. It's this woman. And he was very friendly with her. And so he went to the dentist and had the tooth pulled or something. So he gave it to her. I thought you were going to say he had a toothache and she tied the string around it and tied the other string around a doorknob uh, and closed the door. So he had to pull it. So he uh, Does that actually work? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I should try that. So, uh, John Lennon, so he gives her the tooth. And he's like, this is the son's account. Again, maybe the woman died by this. He's like, hey, I'm going to give you my tooth. My tooth. I know your daughter is a big Beatles fan. Oh, God. Like, what? Did he sign it? Wait, wait a minute. So, John Lennon pulled a Corey Hain. No, but he didn't sell it. He was selling his teeth no, on he, eBay. He, just, he didn't sell it, though. He just gave it to her. Uh-oh. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, somehow some Canadian dentist got hold of it. or No, he's the one that won the auction. $31,000? Yes. For a rotten tooth? For an old, you know... Rotten tooth? Rotten tooth. Oh, my God. John Lennon's... Like, yeah, so now what? Now what is he going to do? I don't know. Maybe he could use the DNA to clone John Lennon. Uh, <laughs> that would be something. Uh, that would be. That would be also insane, but... <laughs> could you imagine if he did that? Because don't, don't clones age faster than regular people? Well, so, like, they've never cloned a person. So, like, in so... ten years, we could have a full-grown adult John Lennon. Yeah, but who, who would he be? He'd be nobody. He'd be John Lennon. He he looked like him. He and then you he, could pull his tooth again. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, but he, and he, then he could write the same songs without having ever heard them. You you keep him in like locked up. But he wouldn't have any experience. Left. He wouldn't have the same experiences. Yeah. Well, then, I, actually, that's a good question. If this guy cloned John Lennon from the tooth, the mm. DNA, and this this clone of John Lennon became an adult, I wonder. If he would become a musician, if he would become like a construction worker, like I don't know, what would he end? Yeah, that's that's interesting. We should do it and see what happens. But we don't have the tooth. Well, this, we go to the dentist and steal it. Well, I think in reality, all the guy really has to do is is cloning. You know, have him grow old, and then teach him how to play the Beatles songs. And then the Beatles could reunite. Yes. Well, they'd have to clone George well, Harrison. John and but... Paul could, yeah. So there you go. That's be- how... Because that would be the best. Because a lot of people are like, well, you know, John Lennon was somebody... I don't want... It's like McCartney. I, I don't want them writing new songs. No. The old songs. God. Imagine if they cloned McCartney. How insufferable the clone would Two be. Two of them at the same time? <laughs> No, I'm the real McCartney oh, love. I'm no, I'm love. the real McCartney oh. love. Wow. Um, <clears throat> McCartney yes. and McCartney. New album. The Firemen. Uh, <laughs> not not really, the Fireman, the Firemen. No, it would still be the Firemen. The Firemen. The Fireman was plural as it was. Oh, there was more than one person. The Firemen's. <laughs> with an S. <coughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> or if they cloned Ringo. Oh, why? You can make movies again. Ah, uh, well, don't come easy. Uh. Right. Um, I'd like to be under the sea. All right, come on. Uh, so oh, another celebrity uh, news was uh, your friend Chris Tucker. <laughs> Remember, at one time he was like the highest paid. Yeah, Rush Hour Three actor. Yeah, $30 million. Well, now he's broke. What? They foreclose on his house. He's, like, broke. So, he and Willie Ames should team up. Oh, boy. No, no, no but seriously, though. Why, why is Chris Tucker bro- Where did the $30 million go? I don't know. What do you... They foreclose... Where's he gonna live? I don't know. He could live with us. Live with Jackie now. He could live with me. We'll make... Me and Will, Willie Ames, if you're listening... Me, you, and Chris Tucker all live in the same house, and we make a reality show. <laughs> That's where all the money is these days. Ah, uh, boy. The Willie Ames already did that. He did? He was on those reality shows. What reality show? You know, the surreal life. And he all. was? Uh, yes. Oh, I would have watched it. How did he oh, look? My God. Did he look he like Buddy? terrible. He didn't look like Buddy Lembeck? <clears throat> what are you talking about? He was on that show, then he had another show. What did he look like? Several shows. Did he look like Buddy Lembeck? Well, his hair was longer, but yeah. Like he didn't, you know, he 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 looks like Sammy Hagar. (laughs) I mean, is he all like weathered and haggard? Yes, I just said he looks like Sammy Hagar. (laughs) Well, I don't know what Sammy Hagar looks like today. Bad. Oh. Wow. All right, me. All right. What's his name? Willie Ames and Chris Tucker. And we'll throw MC Hammer in there, too. <laughs> the four of us will do a reality show. Corey Feldman. Corey, yeah, get Corey Feldman down here. Uh, 
Emmanuel Lewis. It's Gary Coleman's dead. Yeah, Gary Coleman's dead. Otherwise, I would have invited him, too. Mm. Anyway. Scott um, Bayo, he's probably doing nothing. All right, so now time for a little uh, paunch luck. Oh, boy. <laughs> so in the month of October, they re-released the uh, legendary film Ghostbusters. Because you gave me Blu-ray, so I'm assuming right. it's the same cut of whatever. Right. <clears throat> so they put it in the theater, and I said I must go. It's the Ghostbusters. So, so how, how was the print? Well, I perfect. have. Uh, well, yeah, no, it looked fine. It looked perfect. So I went uh, with a friend of ours. Uh, you weren't available. So yeah, because then, of the paunch luck. <laughs> wait a minute. So the next week you were going to go with people that you know, and then paunch luck. I left work early specifically to make it to the movie on time. I walk up to Port Authority. I get on the bus. Not only is Route 3 completely <laughs> at a standstill. It's like, all right, we're inching. We're, we're literally inching, inching, inching. All right, I gave myself enough time. We'll probably make it still. Then all of a sudden, the bus breaks down. Ah. Actually, the bus didn't break down. Just the... Um, the defroster on the front window stopped working and the window got all fogged up and the bus driver's like, I can't see out what? the window! What? So she called in... Uh, what? Where was this? Route 3. Where? By, um... Olive Garden. Oh, Sea Caucus. Yeah. Why didn't you get off the bus? We, they wouldn't let us. You know, there's a, a new movie theater right there. You could have just walked to that theater. The bus driver said, no one's allowed to get off the bus uh, or else you can sue us for letting you off if you get hit by a car. So anyway, the the dispatcher over the radio kept saying, you know, calling all bus drivers, calling all bus drivers. Calling on Whoever's cars. on this route, when you pass by this broken down bus, yeah. stop and get and pick up the passengers. None of the buses were stopping. <laughs> So we had to wait for some guy to drive an empty bus over. Uh, we got out. We walked in the middle of the highway. Where you can get had, run over yeah, exactly, sue them. I onto mean. the new bus. And then again, we were still in traffic. So I ended up not making it. This is from my luck. Blackberry. I left work early. Ugh. Fuzzy. I left work early and the paunch luck. I still, oh my God. I still didn't make it. Paunch luck. Uh, okay. Um, How was your Halloween, by the way? Did you do anything? It snowed! I had no power all Saturday. Paunch luck. I had no power. It's the first time in recorded history that we had a blizzard in October. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> the, trees, the, yeah. Well, the trees had all the leaves on them, and the snow was very wet and heavy, so they all fell down. Yeah, if you drive around... This was, what, two weeks ago? Best. There are All the still, trees flew up. There, 
if you drive around here, there are still trees in oh, the middle yeah. of the road. They're still cleaning it up oh, yeah. from this blizzard. Yeah, so the, the power went out all night. That was fun. <laughs> Sitting in the dark. Um, See, in today's world, when the power goes out... That's nah, terrible. What does a person do? Like, there's no terrible. TV, there's no internet, there's no music, there's no radio, there's no video games. Like, what do you do? Yeah. You just have to sit and stare in the dark. Basically, I mean, it was. There's nothing bad. to do. And then Halloween, I didn't do anything. What would I do? I don't know. Dress up. No. Trick or treat. No, I don't do that. Well, the thing was, a lot of the towns postponed the trick or treating from the Monday, which was Halloween, until the following Friday. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, they did because you, you didn't want anybody getting hit by a tree. So they did that, and I'm looking. I was driving home from work on that Friday, and I was like, "There's all these kids like walking around." I'd be, I wouldn't even answer the door. I'd be like, "No, no, no! You, you, you lost your chance." Exactly. That's what I mean. You can't do that. Well, they did. There was one trick or treater. You know, like these days, the children are so lazy; they don't even dress up or mm -hmm. anything. So one trick or treater wasn't dressed up, and I was like, well, "What are you supposed to be?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm. I dressed up as my friend Joe." Ugh. Like, no, get out of here. <laughs> French. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um, I guess I'll do some celebrity sightings that I encountered. Celebrity encounters? Yes. Of the third sightings. kind? Yes. <laughs> but was the third kind actually seeing somebody? or What's the fourth kind? Seventh kind. I don't know. Of the first kind. No, 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 the first kind is just witnessing a UFO. Oh, then it's like the seventh kind, I think. No, I think or the, the third 11th. kind. Third kind. I think the third kind is contact. The, the 16th the kind. The fourth time, the fourth kind is being kidnapped <laughs> and and brutally assaulted by an alien? Yes. Wasn't well, that what they do? I mean, why would by, they why, why would else be... would they kidnap you? I don't know. To torture you. To, to ask you question. What do you mean to, why would an alien travel millions of miles? Just to come pick up a person and torture him. I don't know. That's a waste of gas. Well, they're not using gas. But you know what I mean. It's, that's a waste of energon cubes. Energon. It's a waste of energon well, cubes. Isn't that what the Decepticons did? They they kept torturing the humans. Well, for energon, yeah. That's true. To make them harvest the energon. The human germs. Yeah. So, oh, uh, by the way, I don't know if it was the last episode, 181 or 180, wherever we were. I think it was 180, we were doing the Transformers voices. They sounded really good. Like the Mega, our Megatron voices. Yeah, I know, I know. I did. I added that. The processing? Yeah. The effect? Yeah, it was like an echo. Come on, we could be, we could be doing this. They're still alive. But for half the salary. <laughs> Listen, if anyone from any animation studio or, uh, or Hasbro or anything is listening... They don't care. We will imitate Peter Cullen and Frank Welker for half the salary. Uh, anyway. And we'll probably do a better job oh, at this Oh, come point. on now. Um, so, um, I went to... Uh, this is not a book signing. I went to um, the Life with Regis Kelly show again. Regis! Regis! Except the Regis was not there. Who wants to be a millionaire? So, you know, Regis retiring very soon. He's been saying this for like three years. 
Well, How long does it take to retire? Quiet. He's definitely retiring. So I'd actually gone earlier in the year. Brought yeah. my mother. I didn't tell you about it. I didn't say it on the show because it was a waste. Why? Who was the guest? Uh, they did one of those things. It was on the Thursday and it, it extended longer. But it was the guy that was Thor. I don't even know his name. Eva Mendez. Uh, Alec Baldwin was supposed to be on. He wasn't there. So Launch I was very luck. upset. Yes, Launch luck. Very upset there was no Alec Baldwin. So um, really nothing much happened there. So I said, all right. We're you know, going to have her go again. You know, She's a big fan of the show before he retires. So my sister was going to go this time. So we sent in for the tickets. Got it back. He got the ticket. It was, you know, for about a month before he was going to retire. So. Yeah. He's not there the whole week. Who's there? Uh, guest hosts. Who? Wait a minute. Different people for each day. <laughs> All right. So, she was supposed to go with her. <clears throat> Turned out she couldn't get out of work. So, I had to go. Fine. At first, I was like, Ugh. But then I found out the guest host was Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah? From my one of my favorite all-time shows, Sliders. What about My Secret Identity? He was in that, but I never I never watched oh, that show. Right. He was in Stand By Me, of course. Joe's Apartment. Ugh, boy. So, Sliders. Have you ever seen Kangaroo Jack? No, why would I? <laughs> he was in that. <laughs> so, he was on there as the guest host. So, I'm like, oh, man, this is, this is great. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my vintage sliders shirt that I have never worn before. I got it in uh, like years and years ago and just left it in the box. Wow! I'm gonna wear it as a goof, as a goof, mind you. <laughs> Did he see you in the hold, audience hold on, wearing hold, it? No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. So we get there, right? We go in, and I think it was on a Thursday, but because it was just they weren't gonna do the extra stuff or whatever. So of course the guess I had to sit through was. Ugh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Who's that? The, the country singer. Oh, Every song she makes is about some some guy, you Raping know. Her. No. No, some guy, you know, she's dumping sung, her. Oh, I thought she sung about, like, John Mayer raping her. No. Raping. Who no. was that? That was her. Oh, yeah. Anyway. so Strike that from the record. Yes. Actually, Wideless. the audience has just been pranked by the Joke Society, uh, the joke of, America. Society of America. <laughs> Anytime I say something that's, that could get me in trouble, that's what I'm going to That's what everyone should do. You know, th- these politicians and these celebrities who, who say stupid stuff or write the stupid stuff on Twitter and then they get in trouble, they should be like, no, 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 wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I wasn't serious. It was a prank by the Joke Society of America. <laughs> You've just been pranked. See, I've just given the entire universe an out. Anyway, so... To any scandal. So he's the host. Then they had some American Idol contestants singing. Eddie Murphy just got caught having sex with a prostitute. He didn't, though. No, 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 no. Hey, every... I mean, gave her a ride. With a transvestic. No, 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 everyone. You've just been pranked Uh, by the Joke Society of America. Got you. I didn't shoot this guy, officer. It was a prank. (laughs) It's the Joke Society. <laughs> anyway, so you know they go it through all that. the joke society sound wave. Wow. So they go through that. Oh, let me show you the pictures. All right. Um, fight this stupid laptop. Uh, what the heck? Do I, let me see here. Just press enter. Wait a minute. 
No, no, don't do that. No, that's bad. No, I don't know. Whatever. Um, all right. Okay, so what do we got here? We've got uh, the Gelman. You know, he's the producer. Oh yeah. Uh, here he is with the Kelly at, the, at the desk, dressed up in a suit. Yeah, and he was he was uh, joking a lot. He was joking about Lorena Bobbitt. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know. She's been irrelevant. For Complaining that his daughter will only wear the same dress every day, or something. This is the scary one. Is the Ashton f- per- uh, friend <clears throat> coming right. out and giving an interview and giving her version of it? I mean, it's. It scared you. Well, it's frightening because, A, I know Ashton, you know, and it's just scary that, you know, maybe he uh, uh, allegedly had a friendship with someone and that they would be, they would give an interview. So there's like, there's just no more privacy. And, you know, first of all, this would never happen to me because I am so afraid of my wife hurting me if something like this happened. And I I don't mean like hurting, I mean like Lorraine Bobbitt, like ambulance. Right. Reattachment. Right. It's gonna get crazy right. hurting me. So. Well, uh, you hope you hope that for a reattachment. That's the best case scenario. That, I mean, yeah. Because remember, with that whole I thing, I know they my girl been... Rebecca. She's gonna throw it where nobody can find it. <laughs> That's my girl. That's you me. But it's. Uh... She's like Kelly. Here, hold this bag. <laughs> oh, I wasn't here. You didn't see me. I was like, no problem. Please, sign it, doctor. Please. I know it's in the bushes somewhere over there. Please, sign it. Please. <laughs> um. Why is this going so fast? No, just press the arrow. Oh, all right. So yeah, there he is. There's Taylor Swift. Uh, there's the musical guest, and then they did Wait, some. Who is that? Uh, somebody from American Idol. Who cares? So then they had to do this cooking, right? And they ran out of time. Mm-hmm. So literally. He had like 30 seconds to like run through this like spiel about how to make this thing. And I'm like, who the hell is going to remember that? What was it? Key lime pie. Oh, then somebody in the audience gave her a bracelet. Isn't she very married? strange? Yes. I don't know. Very strange. Loser. There's me. That's a good one. Uh, so then, all right, there he is cooking. Close up. Uh, that's, that's Kelly. Oh, so then she gets, after the show's over, she gets on the microphone and starts, like, talking to the people and, like, laughing and yelling. Okay. And then, like, somebody comes running into the studio, like, screaming at her, like, you shut up, someone's taping next door, stop yelling. Wow. Anyway. Aren't they supposed to be soundproof? Apparently not. Um, so ABC, ABC skimping on the yeah. soundproof material. Right. So the show ends, right? We you know we go outside, and I didn't realize this. You know, this is the other times that this has happened. Sometimes the, the people who are the guests will come out and like sign autographs, post their pictures, whatever. Because there's that like the like a garage door. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I told her, I'm like, stay in here and wait for him to come out. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. So the show ends. You know, we get out of there. I don't know, ten oh five a.m. Yeah. 10.30. Still not coming out. Oh, man. 10.40. 11. Where is this guy? Oh, where was he? He was inside, I guess, doing something. So finally... Maybe, maybe he had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. So finally at like quarter after 11, he comes out. <laughs> Your mom waited that whole time. What else are we going to do? So uh, he finally comes out. 
And I'm like, all right, all right, take the picture. So at first, I give her the camera, <clears throat> and she's got it. Well, first of all, she has it backwards. <laughs> what? Take a picture of herself. I'm like, turn the camera around. That's funny. And I was trying to get video on this. Because all I had was the camera and the black and my BlackBerry, so which has a video mode. And I couldn't get the video mode enough to like get his audio. So basically, uh, where the hell is it? Yeah, it's waiting. So all right, so there he is. So he starts signing and all. And um, so finally, I go, I walk up to him. I'm like, "Hey, Jarrah's it going?" I wore this shirt as a goofy. He's like, and he, I quote you. He goes, "Oh my God, how old is that shirt?" You know, <laughs> laughing about it. Yeah. And so when she took the picture, we were in the middle of like laughing about it. <laughs> that looks good though. Yeah. Well, I, I look like a bum, but... Oh, you look good. Nah. All right, bum. that's going in the collage. Of course. Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> and my mother's just getting a picture with her, so I'm like, just stand <laughs> behind him. And wait, and then there was this guy, this kid, who looked exactly like him. Yeah, well, a fatter version. Well, that's how we looked then. I'm like, do you realize you look exactly like him? He's like, no. <laughs> like, okay. All right. So that was uh, uh, cool. So <clears throat> here's more of the punch luck. So you, Bill Cosby came on a new book, right? So, um, you know, we were going to go, you, know, you wanted to go see him, whatever, couldn't get out of work. Well, we've been talking about him on the show for six yeah. years. I figured it would be cool to finally meet him in person. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Wouldn't it? Well, for you, I, I'm, not, I'm just not into and him. And I could do the impersonation. I'm just not into him. But anyway, so uh, you didn't go. So had you have gone to the one that was in New York, yeah. Barnes and Noble, I didn't go either. But I saw this afterwards. Some woman, this old woman, wearing a fake mustache and topless. What? In the middle of New York. Yes, topless. She shows up topless and screaming at Bill Cosby on his way out of the Barnes and Noble as he's like going to his car or whatever. Why? On the I don't know. Screaming what? I don't know. I just I only seen pictures of it. All right, let me see the picture. This is insanity. Uh, I didn't down. I don't have that. I'll have to. Oh. I got to search for it here. That doesn't make sense. I mean, I, obviously she was a lunatic. Why don't you have a mouse on this thing? The touchpad. I hate those. Well, it's better than that stupid little nub in the middle of the key. I'm hitting. I know, but you ha the problem is you have something else activated no, here, and it's not. moving at the no, same time. No, if you use two fingers, it does a gesture. Ah. You have to use one finger. All right, quiet. Oh, here oh, it is. There, yeah. Bill Cosby gets flashed. Nah. <laughs> Flasher. Oh, Flasher. Yep. Oh my god. Yep, there she is. Where's he? Back there. <laughs> he looks very And this uh, stupid bald guy is is always at all the signings there. Damn that come on. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder what her reasoning was. Although then again she was insane, so What do you it, it, hold on, time out. This is why I can't use laptops. There. Just use one uh, finger only. Then how do I click on something? Double tap. No, that's that's stupid. One finger. I'm telling you. Look. No, uh, to, to click once, you just touch. 
to double click, you double tap. All right, all right. Wait, <laughs> what is this? That's not a woman. Yes, it's a it man. Is. Yeah, it's a woman. That can't be a woman. That looks like a man. Why does it look like a man? Just look at the head. Breasts. Some men have that. Oh, <laughs> look at the head. She's got a horrendous painted-on mustache. Well, then that just doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, either way, it doesn't make sense. But. Anyway, so then... <clears throat> I don't know what this is doing. I'm just going to leave it there. So then he had another signing later that day at in New Jersey. I didn't go to that one. And this is... I swear to God, this is how he shows up. <laughs> in, like, pajamas. Again, he's like a hobo. Him and, and, and Steven Tyler. I don't get it. He basically shows up... I don't know what he's wearing. He's wearing a t-shirt with, like, a silk-screened-on photograph of some... somebody. I don't know who. Well, he's wearing a t-shirt tucked into sweatpants with a cape. <laughs> what? That's not a cape. That's a piece of the, the drape on the tablecloth. Oh, it looks like he's wearing a cape. Wow. I don't know. Maybe someday we'll meet him. <laughs> Get him on the show. Alright, so now that's Alright, so... I had another celebrity encounter. Alright, so who's your other... Oh, wait, who was the first one? Huh? All right, talking about Jerry O'Connell. Oh, okay. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, I got to meet John Lithgow. <laughs> John Lithgow. Yes, from Third Rock and the Sun, Harry and the Hendersons. How I Met Your Mother. What? Yeah, he's on. He's Barney's dad. As a guest star, not as a... No, but I'm just saying. <clears throat> okay, he was on Dexter. Um, <laughs> he was in Ricochet with... Denzel Washington. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, anyway. Santa Claus the movie. Remember that oh, one? Oh, no. Please. So, in uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. No, never saw it. Um, all right. So, anyway, uh, Lithgow was, uh, he had came out with a new book. Um, so, um so Lithgow came out with a new book. So he was signing it in, in Manhattan yeah. at one of the Barnes and Noble. I couldn't make it. I was stuck at work. So several weeks later, he was signing at another Barnes and Noble in Princeton. Mm, it's prestigious. So I drove all the way down to Princeton. It's about an hour. Yeah. When was this? Uh, October 12th. I would have gone with you. No, you wouldn't have. Why not? How would you have gone with Was me? it on a weekend? No. Oh, well then forget it. So, any, anyway. All right, let me see these pictures here. So I drove all the way, hold on. So I drove all the way down there, right? Yeah. Now we're going to get into some porn luck here. Oh, no. So I told you about this already. So I drive all the way down there. It's in, in, in a, of course, a, a driving rainstorm. It's always nice. Uh, that's the name of me album, love. And it just took forever. And he was doing a Q&A before then. I wanted to be able to, like, see it. And, of course, I missed half of it. Um, but I was able to get... I took a few videos um, with the camera, some some funny stuff. Um, and But, you know, he was really funny. You know, he was... What? What are you doing? Where are you going? He's turning on the light. I could see. Jose? All right, so... 
Got to meet John Lithgow. Um, big fan. So was he playing a banjo? What? Was he playing a banjo? Why would he be playing does, a banjo? Doesn't he play banjo? That's Steve Martin. No, him too. No. He does not play banjo. Hey, I guarantee you $5,000 John Well, Lithgow he wasn't playing a banjo. banjo there. Just asking. That other Dukes of Hazard guy was singing. Tom Mopat? Yeah. All right, so... Ted Danson was telling jokes. So here he is there at the podium. Wow. Yep. Oh. And there's me. The great John Lithgow. Is he looking? What is he looking at? Wait a minute. Ah, so, watch, watch, watch. Go like that. But now it's gonna do Tap. this. Th- yeah, but it's gonna do the slideshow. No. But now it's too big. But <laughs> zoom it out. Oh. Ah. So he is looking. Yeah, it's just the the way that the the glare was, I guess. So here here's the thing. All right, so he does his whole, and he's you know, actually dressed, unlike Bill Cosby, <laughs> who showed up in his pajamas. So he does hold his whole thing, you know, he goes doing the question and answer. He's talking about a lot of different things. Um, you know what? We'll, we'll watch some of those. All right, so here he's talking about how um, he wound up doing the voice for Yoda in the Empire Strikes Back radio dramatization. I'll tell you a little story about that. At that time, my first son was little and he watched Sesame Street all the time so I used to do all the Frank Oz characters like Grover now I am getting closer now I am getting further things like that and I was in a production of Beyond Therapy directed by John Madden who since has directed Shakespeare in Love he was directing the radio version of Empire Strikes Back and Frank Oz uh, I think he was unavailable or tired of playing Yoda. So we were out to supper after rehearsal and John said, you know, I don't know how, I don't know who we're gonna get to play Yoda. And I said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> impatient is he? Bam, I was hired on the spot. Uh, although I'll tell you something, don't tell anybody. But, but Mark Hamill was playing Luke in that radio series and he was very pissed off because he was hoping that he could play both Luke and Yoda. And John decided, no, we need another actor for Yoda. And I noticed that he was very sullen while we were recording it. And I found out later that was the reason. Yes? Mark Hamill. Yeah, so... Um, Why didn't they just let him do the voice? I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to pay him? Yeah. So yeah, John Lithgow, and I... Uh, so I brought... Here's the thing. So I brought with me uh, uh, the the um, the cover from Harry and Henderson's DVD. Yeah. Because that's one of my favorite movies. I wanted them to sign it. Okay. So, and one of the good things about going to Barnes & Noble that's not in New York is they're a little bit more loose with what you can do. Yeah. So the other thing they said was, oh, no pictures with him. Can't take any pictures with him. <laughs> so I said, you know what, no. Let, we'll just wait and see here. <laughs> So when I, you know, I, I, there was all these people that were sitting and they were in line first to go meet him. So I waited for them. I let all these people pass me. So basically it got to the point where there was nobody else in behind me in line except for a couple of people who were there with press passes. Yeah. So Which I'm like, you should have, by the way. Yeah. Where are they? You got to make them. All right. I'll make them. Anyway. So 
I get up there and I get the camera. I get the one camera that I'm going to use to take the picture with, and the other camera's hidden in my pocket to get the, the audio. Right. So I hand my camera this new Sony that I have, gave it to the, the girl next to me who was from the, with some press pass. I don't know what she was doing. I said, here, can you just take a picture with him? All right. So she had stuff in her hands or something. No, no. <laughs> so she goes to put the stuff on down on this chair and drops the camera. Oh. She's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Look, it's still on. Okay. It's still on, though. Yeah. So I get up to, to Lithgow. This old lady... First of all, there was this old guy, this really old guy, bald, who insisted that he looked like John Lithgow. <laughs> but he didn't. So he's up there yammering... A way that he looks like John Lithgow. And Lithgow's like, he's like, well, you know, I don't really see the resemblance, but if you say so. So finally he gets out of there. But even if he did, who cares? Hold on. Then the next woman comes up, and it's again, it's like with the Tom Wopat. Oh. It's some old woman oh, who, guess what? What? Guess what she is there for? And guess what she is, all she's about? Broadway. It's Broadway. Always. He's he's been in Broadway plays and whatever. I saw you in yes. 1987 when you were in Broadway. And it's like, oh, get out of here. So wait a minute. So I had this whole plan. You know, I was gonna go up there and be like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan. Can you sign Harry and Harris is my favorite movie? And I was gonna ask him like a question about it or something. She took so long, just just saying nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense! Back when I cranked up to Victrola and I played the... Well, yeah, you know, I saw you. you. Now, wait a minute. That wasn't yeah. you. That was uh, <laughs> that was uh, Harry Belafonte. <laughs> so finally, after she gets out of there, you know, I go up there. And, and by that point, it was kind of... The problem was... Here's the problem. She was still talking to him. I'm standing there waiting. I'm waiting for her to leave. Right. So I can go up. They mush. They he actually goes. Oh, okay. Who's next? Because they they handed him the book, right. and I put my name to get it personalized. He goes, Oh, okay. Who, where's Greg? And I'm like, Oh, right here. And he's like, Okay. And so he's waving me to come up, to like probably to get her out of there. Right. She won't leave. Oh my god. I can't talk to him. Security. Well, they're a bunch of like you know decaffeinated do doofs there. I can't say anything because she keeps... It won't shut up. So then finally get her out of there. These people. And I give him, you know, the, the DVD cover. And I'm like, he's like, oh, oh, yes. Good one. And, and, and that's like right when she took the picture. So I get the camera. So I'm like, oh, this is eh, somewhat of success. Get the picture. Right. So I go to shut the camera off. And it's making this noise. What, the, what is it doing? And, and the, the lens keeps going in and out, in and out, in and out, and then it just craps out. Uh, I'm like, she it. broke the camera. Uh, but it did take the picture. Well, that's good. That's <laughs> well, the important Otherwise, thing. I would have... So did you sue her for $50 billion? I should have. I should have. Right, well, these are the... No. I think these are the... The clips here. From my... Thing I don't I don't even know what's on this. <laughs> it's out of focus. Probably pause it. All right. I wonder if you could sign this. My one of my favorite movies of all time. Harry and Andersons. There you go. Okay. Um, 
Thank you. formed into. Oh, this is so frustrating. He could be any of these people. <laughs> so his head will be smaller? Yes, his head will be smaller. <laughs> what are you doing? You can't be too careful. <laughs> I love you people! Oh, I love you, everybody! Oh, is it so? Look at this loser. <laughs> Hello? Is this any way to greet your supreme leader? <laughs> Welcome, oh great and glorious leader whose presence in which we, your humble and insignificant subordinates, are barely worthy of basking. Right. This is some body I picked out. So, how was your trip, sir? Horrifying at first. I looked out the window and... I saw something on the wing of the plane. <laughs> the same thing happened to me. <laughs> anyway, to calm me down, they gave me something called alcohol. No. No, 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 no. Let's get on a flight to Jersey and get another round. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that bar over there serves alcohol. Hot. Diggity. I love this planet already. 